If you're ready to say goodbye to being a boss babe or hustling 24-7, welcome to Life in Business. This is the podcast for women just like you who want an easy and effective way to grow your business that's built around genuine work-life balance, not growing a million-pound empire. I'm your podcast host, Libby Langley, award-winning business coach and Amazon best-selling author, known as the queen of easy business because of my sensible and easy-to-implement ways to earn more by doing less. In Life in Business, I share with you how to make small but effective tweaks, how to be confident in your business decisions, and how to make a healthy and guilt-free profit doing exactly what you love the most without working 14 hours a day. Get ready to make your dreams a reality. Here's this week's episode. Hello, welcome to another episode of Life in Business with me, Libby Langley, your host. Nice to see you here again. Thank you for joining me as ever. Nice to be in your ears. I wanted to talk to you about pricing today. Pricing is something that I get asked about a lot. I talk about a lot with my clients and is something that, I don't know, kind of always seems to be a bit of sticky wicket with people, really. And you either, you're charging too much, you're not charging enough. Um, There's always someone who says you're too expensive. There's always someone who is surprised how cheap you are. You know, there's kind of never seems to be a happy medium, right? And it's one of those things that goes up and goes down and blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to talk to you today about how to get your pricing just right. So you can be told that you're too expensive, right? but you're not making enough money. You could have loads of clients um, and your services, you know, your services are more affordable or cheaper, but you're still not making enough money, right? And a lot of it kind of just boils down to the fact your pricing isn't right because you're not making the money. Uh, It's as simple as that. And that's something that we want to address. You know, if you were charging a million pounds and per client and you know therefore you're making enough money that's fine because you only need one client whereas if you're charging 10 pounds a client you need uh how many is that 100,000 clients to make the same amount of money is that much right anyway you know what I mean so it you know it, it it varies as to the service that you're offering okay so let me tell you a little a bit of backstory here. I, when I first started out in business way back in 2011, I did training and coaching, uh, social media, marketing, business strategy, that kind of stuff. And I also did some social media management for people. I did that for about the first five years of having business. Haven't done it since 2015 or so, but I did do that for for quite a few years. I made quite a lot of money out of it as well. But when I started that, and the reason that I started that was that someone I know said to me, she has a web design business and it was a pay monthly web design business. So you paid on a kind of rolling, um, uh, what's the word, Uh, retainer. And for that retainer, you got your website built and hosted and tweaked and updated and stuff, right? So she had a similar sort of client base to me. And she said, social media management would be great. And she said, and I know if you charged £80 a month, then I'd have a lot of clients who would pay it. So I said, all right, then. (laughs) Now, anyone, anyone who has ever done any kind of social media, (laughs) particularly if you've done social media management for other people, but if you've, you know, you do your own social media, 
you will know that £80 a month is not really a lot of money. It doesn't account for a lot of time, right? And social media is quite an intensive um, uh, thing to do, yeah? So for £80 a month, remember this was 2011, right? 11, 12, it was a long time ago. But you, I would uh, create content for a month's worth of Facebook and a month's worth of Twitter, do some engagement, so reply to some comments and do a kind of report at the end of the month. Yeah, that's a lot, right? So it's basically £40 per account, which is just absolutely insane. But I didn't know. And surprise, surprise, I got lots of clients. I took on my first staff member to help me with this, but it wasn't sustainable. So I had to increase the prices. And by the time I stopped doing it, um, the average price of a package was, I forget now, but somewhere between six and £800 a month. And the full management package was two and a half grand. So it went up I do not know, I cannot do that percentage in my head, but a lot, okay? And the reason is because I learnt, I got better at it, I got considerably more experienced, uh, I managed about, I don't know, 40, 50 accounts, so got a lot of experience and a lot of success through doing it, and it wasn't sustainable at the price, not in any way, shape or form. You know, I couldn't manage it all, I had to have staff of five of us at, um, at the height, and that all has a cost with it, and any costs in your business, they've got to be factored into to what you charge, right? You've got to be able to make a profit with your business. So yeah, so I went from £80 a month to anything between kind of six, seven hundred and two and a half grand, depending on what it was. And that pricing was right. The pricing that I ended up with was absolutely right for what the what the service the service was. And it's a journey. So getting your pricing right is is a journey and is kind of trial and error as well to a certain extent. But I've got a few kind of practical tips for you today as ever. I like to give practical tips and that will that will help you kind of decide on what your pricing should be because I'm fairly sure that you quibble, quibble, wobble, not quibble. Somebody might quibble with you about your pricing, but you wobble on your pricing. Wibble wobble on your pricing, um, you know, pretty regularly. I would imagine that some people tell you too expensive. I would imagine that some people are surprised what they what value they get and therefore expect more, more, more value, right? Um, you know those people, and that is all quite a headache, really because it means that you're not attracting the right kind of people. And if you're not attracting the right kind of people, you're servicing people who, there's a kind of disconnect there somewhere along the way. And that's that sucks. It makes it really difficult because if they're not your ideal client, and not every client is perfect, right? But some of them are pretty damn close. And if, if they're not, if they're just not right, like if they if they say you're too expensive and you do them a discount or they only buy if you buy if you ever put an offer out or you've grandfathered them along on old prices historical prices then often not always but often those people will expect more right there's the bargain hunters and the tire kickers and this and they so they want value 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 but kind of aren't prepared to pay for it yeah there are also the people who simply don't yet have the money in their business um, to be able to pay for you, but would love to pay for you. And so they take up offers and then they might be your biggest champions. Yeah. 
um, and might keep coming back to you next time they've got a bit of money. But what we want, and they're great, right, because they're good good advocates, but these kind of bargain hunters, the first lot of people I mentioned, these bargain hunters, these, these are the people that make, make life and business difficult. And these are the ones where you're tempted to over-deliver and keep adding more and more and more because they might complain a bit more. They might say, oh, but could you just? And that's when you get into the whole people-pleasing scenario. And it a lot of it, honestly, really comes down to your pricing. Because if you were charging a rate that was more reflective of what you actually do, you can lavish all the value you want on people because that's what they're actually kind of paying for. Right. So let me give you I've got a few analogies for you today that actually um, might be kind of quite helpful for you. So to explain those different kind of clients, right, think about flying. Yeah. Think about getting on a plane. So you could get a flight to um, where are we? Let's get a flight to uh, Italy, shall we? Should we get on a plane to Italy? Why not? Let's do that. So you can get a plane to um, I don't know, Milan from the UK for probably about £40, right? You could fly with a budget airline and you could get there for about £40, I'm sure. Maybe even less than that. Um, and it gets you there. Fine, okay? You have to pay extra for if you want luggage to check in. You have to pay extra if you want any food and drinks. But it gets you there, Okay. And then you could also fly first class with British Airways or someone and it would cost you, I mean, I have no idea, £1,000? I don't know. Um, A lot more. Okay, let's say £1,000. It would cost you a lot, lot more to fly first class, the same short distance, the same, you know, you're going the same route. (laughs) You're probably on the same kind of plane, maybe. You know, it's just kitted out differently. Um, But the difference is... So the net result is the same, right? It gets you there, okay? But the experience is wildly different. And the experience of flying first class as opposed to budget class is that with first class, you've invested more, therefore you expect more, right? You expect free champagne, free gin and tonics, free meals, people to be able to talk to you, the um, cabin crew to be able to talk to you comfier seats, reclining seats, maybe something to read, um, some fit an individual TV screen so you can watch whatever you, you want on the on the channels that are there. And you can see that that's, it's a different experience, right? Whereas when you go budget, you get on, you sit, you get off. <laughs> but like I say, they kind of do the exact thing. And that's kind of the same for every business out there. There are lots of people who will who offer essentially the same service, but it's the sorry, essentially the same product, if you like. Um, but it's the service level that differs. And this is what you need to think about in your business, about the about your pricing. Yeah. What kind of service level are you delivering? And there's no right or wrong here. Absolutely not for sure. I mean, you know, budget airlines make a lot of money. First class airlines make a lot of money there's it's, there's no there's no right or wrong here and there absolutely is a market for every level but it depends what you want to offer so do you want to offer uh 
budget. I mean, budget's the wrong word, isn't it? But but a lower end of the scale and therefore have more volume of people? Or do you want to be more VIP, more bespoke, maybe more one-to-one, and then you're at the higher end of the pricing scale? There's a different vibe for both. And you will kind of know when I'm just talking about these things, you will be drawn to one or the other. Yeah. So if you're looking at the 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 lower end, the kind of volume end, a lot of that is like passive income, for example, uh, passive income products, perhaps um, group programs, memberships, things that you can charge less for but volume is absolutely what matters okay so passive income products are things where you build it once like a mini course or something like that you build it once and then basically your job if you like is to keep marketing it there might be you might go in once a week and do a masterclass or something with your with your members but a lot of it will be already created so then the time that you spend is on telling people about it and marketing it and getting more people in. And there might actually be higher costs with running something like that, believe it or not, because that might be the kind of thing that you um, turn to Facebook ads for, because then you can just kind of switch it on and watch it go, yeah? But, But in terms of profit margin, it might have a lower profit margin, but because you're dealing in volume, you actually still make the same amount of money than if you're doing high end, yeah? So if, but if you're doing... Um, a kind of uh, a more interactive service, like a one-to-one service or a high-end products or, you know, boutique or something like that, then you'll have fewer customers. You'll need fewer customers. They'll come to you through conversations, through recommendations, that kind of thing. Um, they will pay more money because that's more of the equivalent to the first-class flying, Right. And you'll only need to have a few of those to make the make the same profit as you'd make from, from the kind of lower end of charging. One is high touch, one is low touch or lower touch. And if you find that you, you think, well, I'm offering that VIP first class service, but I'm charging the, you know, I'm not charging much for that. I'm charging £80 a month for that then can you see how there's a disconnect, right? There's a total disconnect. So you're over-delivering enormously. You're undercharging and you're people-pleasing. You know, you want to offer you want to offer the champagne service, but you're doing it on a lemonade price. And that's dis- ugh, disingenuous. Yeah, it, it's unfair to you, right? To your skills, to your experience, to what you want to do. I mean, we all want to deliver a great service, right? We all want to give as much as we can to our clients. We all want to be there and support and love and care for our for our clients. But there's no reason why people shouldn't be expected to pay for that. So you, you think of flights again, right? You want to get on this flight to Italy or where should we go? Maybe we'll go to New York this time. Uh, you know, <laughs> you want to fly first class to New York, well, uh, British Airways are not going to say to you, or Virgin or wherever you go, they're not going to say to you, sure, you can have that for £200. Of course you can. They're not going to do that. Of course they're not going to. And we wouldn't expect them to do it. But when people come to us as service providers, when people come to us and say, oh, I can't afford that, 
I really didn't think it would be that much or that's out of my budget, but I'd love to work with you. There is that tendency. And I know that this, I've known this from my clients have said this, and I know this just by talking to people, you know, in the social media realm, in, in the world on the internet, I mean, that people will then offer a discount. Oh, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll do it for half price because I like you. But why would you do that? Why would you devalue what you're offering? And then you've got some people paying, you know, getting an incredible service for a, a fair price. And you've got other people getting an incredible service for uh, the equivalent of a budget flight. It's not right. It isn't right. It isn't right for you. And it's not a good way to sustain a business because you will you will be doing people pleasing and you are doing over over delivering. And you, you can't sustain that because it's exhausting. Right. Then not having enough money is simply down to getting these kind of fundamentals in your business right. So getting your pricing right and making sure that you're appealing to the right, right clients that you want to work with. Yeah. You will always be too expensive for some people. You will always be that. You will always be suspiciously cheap to others. That's just the way it is, right? But if anybody makes any comment to you, it is absolutely not a judgment on you and what you're charging, actually. It's about them and their, I don't know, their money mindset, their limiting beliefs, their expectations and all of that. And, and just because someone says that they're too, you're too expensive or you're too cheap, then it doesn't mean that you need to tweak anything. I mean, if everybody is always saying to you you're too expensive, then you're attracting the wrong audience, right? And if everybody is always saying, well, blimey, that's surprisingly good value, then again, perhaps there is something wrong in, you know, perhaps you could tweak your pricing, your pricing there. So it's either the audience that you've got doesn't fit, or the, sorry, the audience you're attracting doesn't fit, or there is something out of alignment with the pricing, okay? But it's never about you. It's never about you at all. It just isn't. Let me give you another analogy here that will help, um, again, ha help put this kind of um, into context. So this, if you feel you're getting judgment from people on your prices, let me take you shoe shopping. Okay, so you walk into a shoe shop and, you know, maybe let's go to Selfridges Shoe Hall, right? Really nice, um, a really nice big British department store. Shoe hall is amazing. It's got a million and one different kinds of shoes. And so you're walking around, you can close your eyes, come shoe shopping with me. <laughs> so you're walking around and you see, you see three pairs of shoes that you like, right? You're looking for, let's say a pair of black boots. Okay. And so you see three pairs of black boots that you like. You pick one up and they are 20 pounds. And so you think, huh, maybe they're not leather. Hmm, maybe they won't, maybe they'll pinch my feet. Maybe they won't last for more than one season, okay? And so you put them down. That's fine, it's raised some questions for you, you put them down. So then you go and you pick up another pair of shoes and they are 500 pounds, another pair of black boots, and they're 500 pounds. And they look really similar to the first ones, yeah? They look, they're, they look really similar to the first ones, but they're, but they're 500 pounds. And so you think, oh my God, these are so beautiful. I love them so much. And you might, you know, cuddle them close to you for a while. 
and stroke them and think how beautifully soft the leather is and feel inside and see that they're a little bit padded in, in under the sole so they're going to be really comfy and the zip up the side is just a hidden zip so it's so discreet and the styling is so beautiful but they're 500 pounds you would love them but they're 500 pounds so you put them down okay you've you've cut you've held them close you've cuddled them but now you put them down and then you pick up a third pair which is 250 pounds so it's exactly midway between the two, pretty much. And you know, you like them. I say all three pairs look really similar. You like them. These have got soft leather. The zip's not hidden like it was in the most ex more expensive one. But you know, but you like the you like the style of it. Style of it. There's a tiny little bit of detail on the back in the stitching. And so you try this pair on, and actually they're really comfy. You know, you like them. And you think, well, I'm going to have these for a few years. I'll, I'll wear them for a few years. I'm confident I'll get the, the, the wear out of them that I want. And so you buy them. Okay. Now, you weren't making any judgment on the others. You liked them all. But actually, your decision was made on what price you felt comfortable paying. Okay. So the cheaper ones you thought, mm, do you know what? Maybe they're not really going to last. Maybe they're not they're not going to deliver what I need. The more expensive ones, it's a lot of money. I don't know. Will I wear them out in the rain? Yeah, it raised it raised other questions for you. But the ones in the middle actually are the ones that you felt the most comfortable with. And you can put as many zeros as you want on this, right? Your £500 pair of boots might be £5,000 for you to, to put down. You, you might buy the ones that were two grand rather than £250. You, you know, do you understand, right? This is not about the actual figures that I've put on, on these things. This is about understanding that when someone says to you, or someone says to you, wow, that's expensive, it's zero to do with you. It's zero to do with you. It's absolutely to do with them. And they will find the service and the person who is right for them. Yeah? You don't have to adapt. You know, you're not going to go into Selfridges, see the £500 pair of shoes and say, oh, but I've only got £40. And they will just say, okay, well, here's the £40 pair of boots that looks really similar. Why don't you buy those? Do you see what I mean? If you put it into analogy of a shop, it doesn't make any sense at all to discount stuff so much or to try and offer something that, that doesn't fit, yeah? So I hope that analogy has been helpful, actually. I do find that putting things in real world terms makes things, I don't know, just kind of makes things more concrete and, and easier to kind of digest. So what you've got to decide, wearing your new boots, <laughs> what you've got to decide is... Kind of who do you want to attract and who do you want to work with, right? Do you want low-touch, high-volume, passive, semi-passive stuff, um, lots of people and you most of it's pre-created? Pre or do you want high-touch, just fewer people but bigger investment for them? There is no right or wrong whatsoever here, but you cannot do both. You absolutely cannot do both. You cannot deliver a champagne service for a lemonade price, because that's ludicrous, it's people pleasing, you'll never make any money, you'll burn yourself out. And you cannot deliver lemonade, a lemonade service for a champagne price, because that's 
not right either. There's no integrity with that. You know, if your service is kind of the bare minimum, then people paying a lot of money, I don't know, doesn't sit right with right with me. I mean, if you want to do that, that's that's obviously up to you. But that kind of doesn't, to me, that doesn't sit right. There's got to be integrity in all of these things as well. So what feels good to you? What do you feel comfortable with and comfortable in terms of offering in terms of um, offering as a service, right? What feels like a comfortable level of service to you? And that's almost your starting point here. And then you know if it's lemonade or champagne, yeah? And so you know kind of where your pricing should be. And also just a last kind of thought on this, you're not charging by the hours something it takes you to deliver, yes? You're charging by the value of the transformation that you offer, okay? So you could do a relatively low-touch thing that offers an incredible transformation because you've been doing it for years and you're an absolute master at this, right? You're totally your zone of genius. So it's not about hours you work. It's about transformation you deliver and space you hold for people, okay? And that's all the kind of secret of how to get your pricing absolutely right for you. Think about, forget about everybody else, (laughs) because like I say, you're always going to be too expensive for some and you're always going to be suspiciously cheap for others. Always, always, always. And you will never, ever, ever be able to change that. Okay, so don't try and change that. People will always make comments about your pricing. And remember that that is zero reflection on you. That is what goes on in their head. And it's not up to you to change it. Okay, I don't I don't think it is. If someone says you're too expensive, fine, absolutely. Okay. Someone says that to me, I'd love to work with you, but it's not in my budget at the moment. Right, okay, I have a weekly podcast you can listen to for free, or you can buy my book. You can buy my book off Amazon. And if even better, if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can get it for free on Amazon. Yeah, (laughs) because you already pay your subscription. But there, you know, you can you can have kind of things that um that you're able to offer people who aren't who who would love to invest in you but but aren't able to or just think you're too expensive that's fine that's okay you know not everybody wants to buy the 500 pound pair of boots not everybody wants to buy the 40 pound pair of boots somewhere on that scale is where you will find your sweet spot and find where you're comfortable with and that is absolutely the way to get your pricing right okay So hopefully that's been helpful. So think about um, flying, the differences between budget and first class. There's no judgment. There is is a market for both. Which do you want to be? And think about champagne service, lemonade price, lemonade service, champagne price, and where you want to be on that. Please let me know how you got on with this, because I know this is a massive thing for so many of you. Um, Libby Langley, at Libby Langley on Instagram is the best place to get me and I love hearing from you. So thank you very much and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Life in Business. Please make sure that you subscribe or follow so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review as it helps others to find the podcast and spread the word that there's an easier way to do business. If you want to chat with me about today's episode or suggest a topic for the future, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Libby Langley. See you next week.